0: Welcome in to 910 AM Superstation. You're on Car Radio with Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you on the program for the next two hours, the Best Car Radio program in all of Michigan. Got a great uh, show for you today. The racing season is kicking off down in Daytona. You can probably hear the roar of the V8s uh, all the way up here in Detroit. Uh, Great to have the boys on track again. We're going to be talking to Holly Gavin uh, the win- winningest Corvette tr- race driver ever, uh, about, uh, his Detroit, uh, Daytona experiences over the years. We'll, uh, we're gonna talk, um, some SCCA racing with, uh, Sven DeVries, uh, local boy, just won the Formula 500 National Championship, uh, out at the, uh, runoffs, uh, last year in Indianapolis, uh, and then we'll, we'll talk, uh, some, uh, some off-road stuff as well. Tom Zelensky, our good friend from Detroit Floor Fest, and I were just uh, checking out the all-new Ford Bronco Raptor. This thing is quite a beast. So uh, we'll catch up on that new version of the Bronco uh, a little later in the hour. Give us a call here, 313-778-7600. As always, if you want to join the conversation, and of course, you can find us, on iHeartRadio as well as the 9 a.m. Facebook page uh, in addition to our live program here on the radio. We're joined by Ollie Gavin, um, uh, ex-Corvette driver. Ollie, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Henry? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the Program. I, I say ex Corvette driver, but I, I'm not sure that's true. You're uh, are, are you still uh, in the in the seat for a couple European races this year?
1: Um, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm actually fully retired from the racing program. I'm still a, a Corvette brand ambassador, and I'm, I'm currently out in uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, um, helping the, the Corvette uh, road car team um, with a little auction that we're we're doing tonight um, here at Barrett-Jackson. And uh, the very first Corvette Z06 off the production line is going to be auctioned off tonight at 8.30 here live at uh, Barrett-Jackson. So uh, I'm just helping out with that this weekend. Uh, it's, it's very exciting to be part of, um, of the road car program. The Z06 is uh, is, is quite a machine, and uh, I, I was fortunate enough to, to drive the car uh, at the Nurburgring last year, and, and put some put some laps on it. And um, I know that the the Corvette um, the Corvette owners have uh, put their their money down and their orders in. But the dealers are are, are waiting with basic breath to to get their hands on the on the cars. And uh, I, I can reassure them that the, the car is is absolutely fantastic. So. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm busy with with all of that this weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, there's certainly a big race going on uh, back at Daytona, for 24 Hours, you know, the Rolex 24. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's the big one of the biggest fields I've ever had. So, uh, it's uh, certainly should
0: should be a cracker of a race. Yeah, I think uh, 61 cars are expecting uh, down there. It's uh Really doing doing a nice job, uh, especially with GT racing. You know, I want to get to that, but let's let's stick stay on Z06 uh, uh, now. Since you're headed out to to uh, auction off uh, that first car, Barrett Jackson. I, I've seen this car uh, up close. Have not had a chance to get behind the wheel, but uh, but it's a real beast, and and it, it uh, that's uh, that's exciting. You've had time with it at the Nürburgring, but you've also had a lot of time with the engine in this car, right? I mean, you guys were essentially developing this uh, high-revving uh, dual over cam V8 for the Corvette in the C8R race car. Yeah, so so when we
1: first started with the C8R, uh, it had this exact engine in it. Um, and, uh, you know, so 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 we were we were doing the development for, for the road car program, let's say. And uh, so... So when, when Taj and Josh and Alex McDonald and, and Aaron Link, you know, they're, they're, they're looking to put the miles on, on the car. They, you know, they were looking at uh, all the work that the racing program was doing and, uh, you know, the little little things that we were finding out and, and the, the little bits of development that, that, that could be done and, uh, you know, came up with an amazing, amazing number of 670 horsepower at 86, 8600 RPM. Um, you know, it's the most powerful, naturally aspirated V8. Uh, ever in production, and um, you know, I, I, I just uh, just driving the Z06 out on track at the Nürburgring, you know, the responsiveness from the throttle and, and the way that it just keeps pulling all the way through the rev range is, is pretty remarkable. Um, but so, yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a it's, it's that perfect synergy really between the road car program and the racing program, and the racing program there developing the actual engine for the, for the road car. It's, it's pretty amazing how that's all worked out, and uh, you know, it's such a great. Uh, team effort from, from both the racing program and the road car uh, team uh, to, to get such wonderful products out there for, for, for our owners to enjoy. And so I've got to take my hat off to to both camps and both teams working so well together. So, you know, you come up with a really marvelous product in this new Corvette G6. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: um, yeah, this is, this is true uh, track to... The uh, true technology transfer track to production, uh, uh, bringing this engine in, historic engine for uh, Corvette after running pushrod V8s all these years. I, when uh, I saw the new Z06 with Ted Jupiter, I, I, we laughed because uh, I said, uh, you racing guys must have been jealous uh, because balance of performance. I think you guys were limited to 500 horsepower in the race version of this uh, of this V8, whereas uh, as you say, you're pumping out 670 horsepower uh, in the naturally aspirated production burden. Yeah, and and you know
1: it's, it's uh, you know BOP is, it, it is a bit of a let's say a bit of a stinky word within within GT racing at times. You know it does get a bit of a bad rap, and um, you you uh, you sometimes wonder you know which way it's going to go or if it's going to go you know your way that season. Um, but it, it, is, it is here to stay. It's something that, they, that, that uh, the, the, the likes of IMSA and the ACO and the FIA use to, to equalize out that's the performance between all these different brands and all the different layouts of cars and the different areas that the, you know, certain cars might have a bit of a performance advantage over others. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy when you look at the, the racing program and the, the race car having just over 500 horsepower. And, and you could go down to the showroom and Audi or Z06, we've got you know 170, you know, 160, 170 horsepower uh, more than the race car, and and uh, you know the race car was, was was such a a great step forward for us. Um, you know the, the the previous generations had really maximised everything that was possible with that front engine layout and. Uh, so you know, really, the only option for us was to, to move forward with this mid-engine layout, and wow, it's just been spectacular. You know, two with the racing program in particular. You know, two two championships in a row with the C8R. Um, you can see that that, that that the car is performing brilliantly wherever it goes, um, and and you're also seeing that that the the owners and the, the customers are. Are loving the new Corvette Stingray, and, you know, and they've, they've been you know, driving that for the last couple of years, and you're, you're seeing that the, the the orders for for the Z06 is just through the roof, and and um, you know, dealers are are you know having long long lists of people that they're, 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 they're trying to keep happy, which is good in in one way, but also I know that's frustrating for a lot of, a lot of customers that um, you know that. There are those those long lists and, and long waits, but you know it's it, it's going to be well worth the wait. The, the car is spectacular, and, and and people are really going to enjoy driving that cars.
0: Yeah, yeah, the base car is stunning, and uh, the Z06 takes it to a whole other level. Ali, you don't have a Nurburgring time for us, do you? I do not, not not right now. Uh, but there's, you know, there's. Uh, <laughs> You never know
1: what's going to come in the future, um, but but uh, yeah, that's that's something that uh,
0: yeah in the future. <laughs> yeah, we, we're uh, we're looking forward to that time. It should be uh, should be a spectacular time. So you you spent the last uh, uh, in January in Daytona uh, this year. Obviously, you're you're not there, but uh, that must be a strange feeling for you. you you've uh, you've had you had some great wins. Uh, down there in Florida. Yeah, it is a bit odd, you know, after after being sort of
1: twenty years, nearly of being at uh, the Daytona 24 hours, pretty much non-stop, you know, all of those years. Had uh, a few years I didn't didn't make it, but it was, um, yeah, it was the usual sort of start of the season, you know, there in Florida, doing the roar at the start of January, and then you know the race towards the end of the month. And um you know you, you you it definitely kicks off the season for everyone and it really blows out the cobwebs and gets you your head really in the game for the, the upcoming season. Um, uh, this year it's, it's it's a little bit different with the way that the roar has gone and and you know been quite been the weekend before the actual race itself. And I think it's going to be really challenging conditions for everybody involved because it's 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 dry and it's sunny, but it's very, very cold. And I know that that, uh, that place, when it's cold, it can be slippery, difficult. Leaving the pit lane on cold tires is is going to be a huge challenge for a number of, of drivers and cars and, and, you know, having so many, uh, such a big grid as well. I mean, that, that's going to add to the, let's say, the peril, um, you know, leaving behind maybe one or two cars, you know, as they're leaving the pit lane and they're not quite so sure and then, that, that first corner that you get to as you're leaving the pit lane, which is actually it's, it's a corner on the inside of Turn 1 that you've got to navigate for your way through, and uh, there's a wall right there on the right-hand side. It's only a matter of feet away from, uh, from the front of the car, and if you if just get in a little bit too deep or a little bit too hot, you're going straight in that wall and take the nose off the car, bend the right, right front corner, Um, and that's certainly going to put a big dent into any chances that your car might have have for for, for getting a good result or even a victory. So, um, yeah, caution is needed, particularly at night, uh, particularly at night leaving the pit lane and then going down to the first couple of horseshoes because, you know, that is going to be super tough, most probably harder for for all the guys in prototypes because they don't have the benefit of ABS, um, and that's now something that's new for, for Corvette Racing this year. Um, switching class from the GTLM class, which is which is, has stopped, and now they're running in a new class which is called GTB Pro. And uh, you know that's uh, that, that means they have to run um, ABS on the car, and there's also another a, a number of other other changes. They've had it has to add more weight to the car. They've got a smaller air restrictor, and to run, run more. Um, aerodynamical downforce and, 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 and drag, as well from, from the GTLM car and setup that they were able to run. Um, so, and there's also a different Michelin tire that they're running on, which is a customer spec tire. Um, which is it, it all uh, ends up making the car somewhat slower. Um, but there are the new rules, there are the new regulations, and um, you know Daytona day t- day t- 24 hours is, is still a massive, massive challenge. Um, and you know they've got some, I think 13 or 14 other cars they're racing against in the GTV Pro class. So that's going to be a big, big challenge for everybody at that racing. But knowing those guys and how hard they push and they fight and they battle, you know it's going to be. They never give up, and and uh, you know they know that they're, that they're, that they're in with a, in with a chance, and, and they'll be fighting for that uh, that podium or all that victory. All the way
0: to the, that very last second. Yeah, yeah, I know it's, uh, you know, so much changes over 24 hour strategies and weather and everything else. I, I've raced down there a couple times, Ollie. i got to ask you, at, at about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, coming on out onto the main straight, uh, the sun just sits right there uh, on the horizon. I don't know how you guys see coming down the main straight at 200 miles an hour. Was, was that a challenge? Oh, it's, it, it is a massive challenge. You know, there's there's a number of
1: points in the race that are hugely challenging. Um, you know, that's one of the one of the, the points there. It's also when uh, when you get into uh, into the night, and actually with with that with the sun being so low at that point, you know, you really need a clean windshield at that point. Um, if you've got any rubber debris or oil, or you've accidentally hit the wipers. Uh, and smeared all of that all over the windshield, then it is a, it's a real battle and a challenge to try and see through all of that, that sort of grime and, and grit that's all over the windshield. So, yeah, if, if you, if you've got a nice crew chief, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll clean the windshield nicely before you head out on track for your, for that stint that's coming up for that period in the race. What makes sort of tear off when they, they actually take a sort of like a very thin sort of vinyl sheet that's covering the windshield and, and that that taking one of those off gives you a really clean and clear view but there's also many other points during the race that, that, that it, it's going to be a challenge they have the big fireworks display um, you know at, at, at midnight and that, that can also present some challenges just because of the, the way that the, the, the lights are all going off and the distraction sometimes and then the smoke that then can roll over the over the track um, and then if there's any fog or mist or, or, or anything like that that And the temperature is, is a big, big deal. So it's it's all about keeping it clean. It's all about picking your, your points, trying to make sure you stay out of other people's mistakes and messes, and, and try not to get dragged into any of their accidents or incidents.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll all be, uh, Watson, uh, Ollie, great to have you to join us. And uh, good luck with that Z06 out of Barrett-Jackson. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, Here from our sponsors, and on the other side, we're going to go off-roading with Tom Zelinsky and the Bronco Raptor. here are on 9:10 a.m., the Superstation.
2: Watermark Productions presents the Pre-Valentine Southern Soul Extravaganza, Friday, February 11th, at TCVC Rental Hall, at 8131 Tarrant Street in Detroit, featuring Southern Soul artists J.R. Blue and Johnny Crew performing live. She used to be J.R.
3: Blue. Oh, she did.
2: And Johnny Crow. Keeping the party lit all night long. It's Mississippi DJ, DJ Fool you And Detroit Southern Soul DJ, DJ Spoon on the ones and twos. Doors open at seven. Show starts at eight. Advanced tickets, $20 and $25 at the door. And it's BYOB. For table reservations or more information, call 901-584-7565 or 662-402-5299. That's 901-584-7565 or 662-402-5299. The pre-Valentine Southern Soul Extravaganza. Ends up February 11th. Don't miss it.
3: Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff.
4: Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. The
5: Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. 9:10
6: a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566.
0: Right, welcome back into car radio. You're on 9:10 a.m. Superstation. Uh, fun talking to Oliver Gavin, a great Corvette race driver, uh, about the, uh, not only Daytona, but also the Corvette Z06. Uh, we've seen it. Uh, uh, we haven't driven it. Uh, Ollie clearly knows what their Nurburgring time is, uh, in that car. And that's going to be exciting, uh, when it comes out, but, uh, Yeah, incredible uh, things going on technologically with uh, sports car racers like the uh, Corvette Z06. First time they've ever had a a dual overhead cam engine in that beast, and uh, and it's revving to 8,600 RPM. I mean, uh, spinning that engine uh, like a Ferrari or or, uh, some of the other uh, high-revving V8s out there. So totally different sound. Uh, to that Corvette, and uh, really excited about uh, getting into it. And uh, uh, just in the last week, I also had a chance to look at the Premier Bronco in the Ford lineup. That is the Bronco Raptor, and uh, this thing is incredible. And of course, focused on a totally different environment, uh, the off-road. We're joined by Tom Zielinski, who is the CEO of Detroit Four Fest, a uh, good good friend of the program. Uh, knows all things off-road. Tom, how are you?
7: Henry, it is fantastic to be back with you. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's great to be here, and I couldn't help but, uh, as I'm listening in uh, with your previous guest, uh, thinking about the contradiction of going racing with Corvettes and, and all the excitement associated with, with Daytona and such, and uh, sort of the polar opposite of us being out here at King of Hammers and racing something entirely different than that.
0: Yeah, you got the Hammers is coming up uh, this week, right? This uh, Hammers kicks off the off-road season out there in California? Yep, exactly. So I'm in Southern California for a week.
7: Uh, Town opens today. Big excitement. Uh, lots of exciting things going on. And for anybody that doesn't follow it, you just have to have a crazy level of respect for just how um, absolutely uh, breathtaking it is to see these purpose-built off-road race trucks uh, navigate what people can't even walk on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's a, it's a different world. Uh, you know that world, and and what's exciting is is how deep the manufacturers are, are pushing into it. I mean, they're 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 making these trophy trucks. Uh, uh, going off road the Baja, really pu- pu- pushing the technology, and, and this Bronco Raptor uh, that you and I saw. I know you've been uh, doing some development work with Ford on it, but I got a chance to see it for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago. That's going to be uh, formally introduced to the public at King of Hammers uh, next week. So just like the on road guys, you know, we, we're, we're kind of we've, we've been used to for a while. The uh, seeing new Corvettes at places like the Daytona 24 hour. Now we're seeing new Bronco Raptors at King of Hammer off road races.
7: And Henry, isn't that great? And and you and I have talked about this and, and at our Detroit Four Fest event and other Four Fest events, seeing, you know, the, the Bronco versus Jeep and all this stuff. But it's it's fantastic because it's a whole new level of this adventure lifestyle that America seems to have embraced so warmly, and and it's really an awful lot of fun and and this is sort of just that very pinnacle of of that off road racing uh, capability and Dave Cole and his team have done such a fantastic job and I'm I'm very blessed to to be out here and and uh, helping participate in that and. We've got uh, some really cool industry things going, and we're doing a um, many thanks to Ford and the Bronco Wild Fund. We're doing a tread lightly uh, cleanup project while we're out in Johnson Valley. So it's just uh, it's it's a wonderful time.
0: Yeah, that's that's really exciting. So uh, we're we're walking around the Bronco Raptor and and. Uh, uh, you know, you, you kind of expect um, some high horsepower from this vehicle. It's uh, going to have a twin-turbo V6 in it uh, that, that sh- that's shared with the Ford Explorer ST. So, we, you know, we know that's going to make around 400 horsepower. But what's interesting in talking to you, uh, what really uh, separates this Bronco Raptor and really makes it the halo of uh, not just the Bronco line, but of all the Raptors out there. I mean, in a lot of ways, this is going to be a more capable vehicle than the um, a more capable all-around vehicle than the F-150 Raptor, is, is, uh, is how wide the stance is on, on, on this vehicle. And that really brings in a whole new element of, uh, of stability. Henry,
7: in fact, it's quite shocking the direction that the Bronco team went with this. And I say shocking not because I doubt any of their capabilities. It's a wonderful group, but in the sense that they made it really legit. And so many times you'll hear about uh, an automotive brand coming out with a performance model and they go, oh, it's one inch wider than the stock one and, and things of that nature. And you're like, wow, that's, you know, that's, a, that's a great piece of, of information. But this thing is almost 10 inches wider than the traditional Bronco. And gives it an abundance of capability. And and so when you brought up the idea that it's more capable than an F-150 Raptor, it's going to be more capable in a variety of circumstances, I guess is the best way to say that. And that variety of circumstances yeah. will include some really sketchy rock crawling and, and things of that nature. So very, very capable.
0: So, so uh, get into that a little bit, uh, Tom, when you, uh, I mean, one reason, you, one way you know immediately that this uh, Bronco Raptor is wide is it's got the three, it's got the three marker lights on it, just like uh, you know a big dually heavy-duty uh, pickup truck uh, uh, has to uh, ha- has to include, just to let you know how wide this vehicle is. So you're putting you're putting uh, 37 inch uh, off-road tires on on the Bronco Raptor. What, what does that wider track give you? I mean, it's, as you say, 10 inches wider than a normal normal Bronco, which is already a very capable off-road vehicle.
7: Yeah, it sure is, as, as you know, you and I have experienced. And so to that end, this vehicle uh, becomes more capable in a range of different circumstances, and that includes a lot of the high-speed stuff, uh, like Baja, like, sections of King of Hammers, but at the same time, much like an Ultra 4 truck, gives it a capability to climb through and over things, uh, quite frankly, that, that you kind of look at and go, oh, how? Why? Um, and, and so that's where that real uh, performance capability comes into play and that additional uh, stability factor associated with that truck, and, and it's just it's loads of fun, and, and I'm sure all of you guys from the media will have an opportunity uh, soon to participate in that and uh, and get a feel for it yourself. And, and we will definitely look forward to uh, to having to having a good time with that. Right?
0: Yeah, I can't wait. And I we, we tested the F-150 Raptor uh, down in the Borrego Desert, uh, east of San Diego. Just just gobsmacking performance. I mean, to, to be running a truck uh, at a hundred plus miles an hour across a desert is is a, uh, a truly enriching experience. This uh, Bronco Raptor is is also going to have very similar suspension setup to uh, the F-150 Raptor, Fox shocks, uh, big suspension travel. It um, sounds like a lot of development to me. I mean, when you got 14 inches of suspension travel, that sounds like a lot of engineering that goes into that topic.
7: Well, <laughs> and you had the opportunity to talk with some of the Ford performance guys uh, when we were together last. The amount of development that goes into this, I-, I think, is way beyond what the average consumer ever really appreciates. And the team at Fox should also be commended for, for their help in developing uh, the suspension components associated with that. And Ford didn't mess around with some very high-end components. And so it's, it's fantastic uh, what they've been able to do. And it's it sort of, um, it, as you've mentioned many times, uh, both in, in articles and, and on your radio show, it's amazing how the automotive companies have ratcheted up performance um, to such a high level that, that 10 years ago, even the very best off-road race trucks, weren't as capable as this truck will be and, and you'll be able to buy one at a dealership and, and take it home and by the way drive it day to day and and then go do really really fun things uh, on the weekends Part of the uh,
0: so, uh, hang, hang on with us we're going to uh, uh, take a commercial break here and we'll on the other side we'll keep talking Bronco Raptor with Tom you here on Car Radio 910 AM yeah.
5: 63.
4: Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no
7: energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not. But I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy.
4: Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5.
5: Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone You owe ten thousand dollars or more this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt i qualified for the fresh start program i paid less than i owed remember the irs will not give up until you pay call 800-683-9499 800-683-9499 800-683-9499 riding along
2: in my automobile my baby beside me at the I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile, my curiosity running wild, cruising and playing the radio, with no particular place
0: to go. Right All right, welcome back into Car Radio. We're talking with Tom Zelensky about the new Ford Bronco Raptor. And uh, Tom, uh, you walk up to this uh, Raptor right away, you know it's something different. But there's also a lot of engineering underneath that hardtop roof. Uh, the new uh, rafter has two roll bars. Um, uh, one, I believe, is uh, uh, along the B pillar. And then there's another significant uh, roll bar addition um, around, uh, after the C pillar. Uh, what is that all about? Well, I guess there's two. The obvious
7: one is safety and and so most people would say gee it seems like it's really safe anyway it's you know it's got a uh, full cage that goes around it and so on but as you up this performance envelope and make a vehicle that gets more and more and more capable uh you also have to do some things to stiffen it and so it serves two purposes one safety which of course is a concern for everybody and two that it Additionally, stiffens the frame and the associated body components to uh, lend, uh, as we were just talking about, a greater sense of stability, a greater sense of, of capability. And, uh, and, and uh, once again, like we talk about so often, Henry, ratchet up that performance quotient uh, to levels that are, that are all but unseen uh, previously. And, and one of the great parts about this is that, that it just continues to ratchet up as we mentioned before, a little bit like the muscle car wars, going way back, and uh, and and all the fun that 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 whole muscle car era brought to uh, brought to the world.
0: Yeah, no, I, I was really fascinated by that roll bar addition because uh, yeah, even in the supercar world, as you uh, we were talking earlier in the program about uh, climbing the rungs of Corvette to you go know, Z06, ultimately we're going to have. Uh, a ZR1 version of the Corvette, but uh, they're not adding roll bars uh, to these vehicles. If you want to go uh, racing at SCCA, you're going to have to you know, strip out your own interior, stick in your own roll bar. So I thought that was fascinating uh, about the Bronco roll bar, because uh, clearly there's an expectation from the Ford people that uh, this thing is going to be driven in some serious off-road environments.
7: Well... I think you bring up a couple of good points. One that that they're not offering cars that are race capable. Um, I think it's an indication of what Ford's position is on how seriously they're taking this off-road space, and how seriously they're taking off-road in general. With the Bronco DR, the Desert Racer, uh, you know, very small run, but being available uh, for purchase by the consumer, and then the fact that the Bronco Raptor. Uh, is so capable, and it's uh, it's really ratcheted that up. And it's much like, again, going back to the muscle car thing, it's much like the 60s and maybe even early 70s in Detroit with with muscle cars because these factories would come out with these uh, Ben drag cars and SCCA cars that people could get direct from the factory uh, equipped that way. And an interesting sidebar to all that, Henry, not to make it a long story, but I spent uh, my first couple of days out here in California with an old dear friend, Leah Iacocca, uh, whose father, of course, is you know much fabled in the auto industry and is very much a part of the muscle car wars and uh, working with her on a new uh, wine brand um, uh, as a legacy to her legendary father. So kind of a cool tie to all of that yeah. in this conversation.
0: Yeah, that uh, that sounds like a great visit. Yeah, I think you're 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 also you're you're calling us from Anaheim too. I, uh, a little Supercross going out there, going on out there in the stadium. Yeah,
7: what a great week! Uh, so King of Hammers uh, begins today. I will be at the Anaheim Supercross. Um, obviously, you know my passion for the motorcycle racing side of it, my involvement over the years with that. And so, uh, yeah, just uh, uh, what an amazing time in Southern California with uh, with all of these great racing activities. And it's interesting, as I was sitting here this morning with our friends, and and they're not particularly knowledgeable about motorcycle racing, but one of the great, uh, young Supercross stars happen to be on TV for an interview, and it's uh, and it's just great to see this whole racing thing come into the mainstream, um, and and really get the recognition that it deserves with these awesome athletes.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're tremendous athletes to do that uh, Supercross stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I know you've uh, you've lived in that world for a long time uh, as well. I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's exciting stuff. Uh, to watch. One last question for you on the uh, on the Bronco Raptor. In, in addition to showing the new Raptor out there at King of Hammers this week, I think uh, there's going to be some Broncos uh, competing, uh, regular Broncos competing. Is that correct?
7: Yeah, so <laughs> as I mentioned, Ford has gone all in on the racing aspect of this, so they will have uh, Broncos competing at a number of levels uh, from um, slightly modified, uh, what most people would refer to as stock Broncos, to all the way up to 4,400 and 4,600 class uh, race trucks, which are highly modified, uh, highly sophisticated machines uh, that cost goodness knows how much and uh, uh, have have capabilities that um, that are just absolutely shocking. So uh, some of the great Von Gittin, um, Justin Lofton, uh, Lauren Healy, who's just a wonderful guy and has spent lots of time with us out at, at Holly Oaks uh, over over the time, um, are all going to be competing at the very very highest level.
0: Yeah, that uh, that sounds like uh, uh, great stuff. Uh, a great a uh, great week, uh, Tom. Uh, appreciate your joining us as, uh, as always, and enjoy the uh, Supercross boys out there.
7: Thank you, Henry. Thanks so much. It's always great to be with you and, uh, we will be back in Detroit and, uh, I'm sure we'll be getting together to do, uh, something fun and sketchy off-road, uh, as we have, uh, as we have done in the past.
0: (laughs) Can't wait. Thanks, Tom.
7: Thank you, Henry. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening.
0: All right. So, uh, let's pivot back to some on-road racing. Uh, we're, we're all very excited, uh, To have the Daytona uh, 24-hour back uh, this weekend, Uh, you heard Tom Zelensky out there in California. Got King of the Hammers ranking up, uh, 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 wrapping up, uh, ramping up, I should say, for uh, their new season out in California off-road. But uh, we got a little, uh, still a little business to clean up from late last year. The SCCA. Uh, national runoffs were held at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And we have a couple national champions uh, for Michigan. One of them is uh, Sven DeVries, who is on the line with us now, who is the new national champion for Formula 500. Sven, how are you? Hi, Henry. Doing good. Thanks for having me on the show. How are you doing? Yeah, doing good, uh, Uh, Great to have you on. Uh, uh, You're up in Holt, Michigan, and uh, tell folks a little bit about Formula 500. I believe this is. I mean, you guys are sort of straddling the line between go-karts and uh, formula cars. These are these are some tiny formula racers.
8: Yeah, that's correct. They're uh, they're kind of glorified, very fast go-karts. A little bit of a step up. Uh, You got some uh, some more suspension, everything involved in them. Uh, there's basically two different uh, types of drivetrains in there. You've got the Formula 500 with the snowmobile engines, and then the Formula 600s with the 600-TC uh, motorcycle engines that, uh, you know, require you to shift, flip the throttle, and they're it's uh, A little bit more involved there, but we're all, like, uh, classified as Formula 500.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was watching uh, uh, watching some of your race there, uh, at Indianapolis, and uh, it does seem to be a variety of, uh, of, of drivetrains in there. I mean, you've got some two-stroke engines. You've got four-stroke. Uh, what, what, uh, what, what kind of uh, uh, vehicle are you, are you driving, and what uh, sort of drivetrain do you have? So I'm uh, driving the, uh,
8: the four-stroke car, the Formula 600, uh, with a 600-tc six uh, 600 Suzuki engine. Uh, and that's basically what I've been uh, driving uh, my entire time in this class. I haven't uh, had the chance to try a formal 500 with a, uh, a two-stroke yet, uh, but eventually some opportunity this year to uh, to give that a try and uh, find out the
0: difference between the two. And uh, are they pretty close, the 500 and the 600s, as you were uh, battling for the championship? Or are are the lap times pretty similar between the two classes?
8: Yeah, absolutely, they're, uh, they're fairly similar, and especially uh, last year when the runoffs were, uh, uh, or I guess 2020 at this point, at uh, Road America, we found that the uh, the fastest lap between a Formula 500 and a 600, I believe, was about one tenth off. You know, on a track that's uh, two minutes and twenty some seconds. So uh, yeah, they're very, very uh equal
0: uh, in terms of uh, pace around the lap. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it sounds like exciting stuff. Uh, Stan, hold on uh, with us here. We're going to take a, an ad break and uh, hear from some of our sponsors. Uh, we're going to keep talking with uh, Stan DeVries on the other side. You're on Car Radio, 910 a.m.
2: I sent you to tell her the way I feel. So I told her softly and sincere. And she leaned and
5: whispered in my ear. WADL gets a facelift and is now My38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8pm. Catch a two hour block of Law and Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on
6: My38. My 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My 38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248 357 or email at jamie at
3: my38detroit.com. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build repair and fight illness you need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors as well as whole grains and other fresh food that's why i formulated balance of nature i wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables in fact the only ingredients inside a balance of nature are whole fruits and vegetables don't settle for imitation nutrition reach for the good stuff the real stuff
4: Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5.
5: The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. Who else but
2: 9-10 a.m. can give you this much excitement?
0: I'm Henry Payne, Auto Columnist for the Detroit News Viewer on Car Radio, full swing here on Saturday. Well, I just had a stream coming through here talking about cool cars, classic cars, hot rods, muscle cars. Got a great lineup for you today. Best car
2: radio show in all of Michigan. Catch it all right here on 9-10 a.m. Superstation.
0: Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM. We're talking with Sven DeVries, who is your new national champion in the Formula 500 class at SCCA. And uh, uh, Sven, I my uh, son, raced go-karts um, uh, when they were coming up into the racing world. And, uh, and you get to a point in go-kart racing uh, where the, the, the vehicles are so violent uh, and the, the side G's are, are so intense, you got to wear uh, kidney protectors. These uh, Formula 500, 600 cars uh, that you're racing are, are short wheelbase. Also, uh, do, you, do you need to wear uh, uh, kidney protectors? No, we don't have to wear uh, kidney protectors, but they, uh, they do, do bruise you up
8: a little bit. Uh, you know, you're pulling, uh, uh, you know, a lot more forces. Uh, I've never really had the, uh, the opportunity to drive really and those uh, those fast go karts. Uh, I guess I uh, walked a little bit of a different path to get into racing uh, by doing the, the sim racing, sort of virtual racing, uh, to get into the, the real deal. Uh, but maybe one day I'll uh, put in a shifter card and,
0: uh, and see what that's like. <laughs> yeah, they're they're wild. Um, so, so, yeah, tell us a little bit more how you got into, uh, into Formula 500, why you uh, chose this class. So for me,
8: racing was always out of, out of reach. Uh, back when I uh, lived home, I'm originally from the Netherlands, Amsterdam. I uh, moved there in 2012, and, and back when I was younger, uh, you know, I did a little bit of go-karting around the age of 10, 11, 12 with my dad, but I quickly found that uh, that was a little out of our budget, uh, so never really had the opportunity to do that. So racing for me was always a childhood dream. Um, so because I didn't have the funds, I decided, well, I can buy a steering wheel and pedal for about 200 bucks and, and just start sim racing on the computer uh, fairly cheap. So I started doing that when I was 18, and I uh, got pretty good at that and uh, started racing online for a team called Satellite Racing, uh, We also had cars in the Formula 500 field. So in 2014, I believe it was, uh, I was told that if I won the, uh, the virtual championship uh, racing for them in 2015, they uh, Fly me out to Georgia and put me in one of their cars to do a, a race school for a weekend and, and see how I do in the real deal and um, that's kind of how it took off. So I, I owe everything in terms of my my real racing career to uh, to satellite racing. Um, so I'm eternally grateful for them turning my my childhood dream
0: into reality. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's a, a great story uh, from virtual to. Uh, track racing. How many uh, events did you do uh, last year, leading up to the national championship in Indy?
8: So last year we went to um, we went to Gingerman, we went to the June Sprint at Road America, uh, we went to uh, Mid Ohio before going out to Indy. Uh, we won the June Sprint, uh, which is virtually the, the second biggest uh, event after the run-up. So for us, it was a fairly successful year, and, and you know, a big thank you to Randy Lynn uh, from Lynn Racing, who uh, works all day and night to, to get me out on track in his car. He does a fantastic job of, of making sure the car handles really well. It fits my driving style very well, so whenever I hop in the car, uh, it's fairly easy for me to uh, to get accommodated to the track and figure out where to go a little faster and uh, you know, a, a big thumbs up to him as well as to his brother Steve and uh, my engineer Tom for, uh, for coming out to these races and helping us out. So, um, yeah, we had a great last year and hope to
0: repeat it in 2022. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, looking for a great year uh, ahead. Uh, I, I've raced at uh, Indy a few times. Um, there's a general consensus among us uh, racers, it's not one of the, the, the great road courses. Uh, in the United States. You mentioned Mid-Ohio, Road America, uh, really classic road courses. Uh, Indy is sort of a makeshift uh, course combining the oval track and an infield track. But, man, uh, I don't know if that was your first time in Indianapolis, but every time I walk into that place, I just get goosebumps uh, because of all the history there. Yes, it's the
8: pinnacle of racetracks, in my opinion. It doesn't get any better than Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, I've had the opportunity to race there in 2017 at the, the other run-ups uh, uh, race that I did. We finished uh, second that time, and I was very fortunate to uh, get to race there again in 2020 in a Formula 4 car uh, where I won uh, entries through uh, SIN racing. So uh, I, was, uh, I was able to, uh, to participate in a Formula 4 race during IndyCar weekend at the uh, Skip Barber Series, um, so for me, it's been an incredible journey, and especially uh, Indy. Is a, it's such an amazing track, and, and for me, when I got on track there, I closed the Pfizer, and, you know, you see people in the stands uh, looking at you, and I, I just I smile from, from ear to ear. I had a, you know, a big grin on my face being in the car, and, and now instead of being the guy behind the fence, you know, wishing I was out there, I'm actually out there, and it's every single time I just, you know, I'm so grateful to be able to live this dream, and especially at Indy, it's it's fantastic. I've I've had the pleasure to race there three times, and it's incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't get any better than Indianapolis. So there was – it sounds like you guys had a real tussle uh, for the podium, Uh, and and, um, there's another Michigander who's in the mix, a gentleman named Calvin Stewart. Uh, Do you know Calvin a a little bit? He's from Novi, Michigan.
8: Yes, I do. I've, I've been battling Kelvin probably since I started in, in 2015. And uh, I, I love Kelvin. He's a great guy, a hard racer. And, and every time we're on track, we're having such great battles. I, I battled with uh, with Kelvin and also Aaron Ellis uh, at the June sprint uh, uh, last year uh, for the league. We swapped positions a couple times a lap, constantly and uh, inches away from each other. And, and you know, he, he's a hard racer. And, and I love that. And same here at Indy. We had a little bit of a tussle there. and It's fantastic to to race against these guys for for every inch of the track. And coming out on top, obviously, is always the the preferred outcome. But, um, you know, always a lot of respect for each other, regardless of uh, which way around we finish.
0: Yeah, you guys were having a a good freeway fight, Uh, you, Calvin Stewart, Ryan Mayfield. Did you feel at the end of the race – I think the race ended under a yellow flag, but did you you feel it's – it's it, it's whoever uh, gets the draft last. If that's uh, you guys are in such close racing, it, the real key is getting the right draft on the front straight. Yeah, it was a little tricky. I think out of the top five, we were probably uh, quite a bit down
8: in pace compared to the other guys. So I really had to time everything well. If I was on his gearbox coming onto the straight, by the end of it, I was able to pull out and, and get alongside, and so. Uh, there was a lot of mass involved and and trying to piece things together um, but I think in the end you know it was indeed mean, we finished in the yellow and, and-